Let's get it, y'all. I am way too excited. Like, I'm scream whispering right now because I don't want to scream in your ear because I'm that excited. The Straight Up Podcast, the one that you love, the one you listen to right now, is now a part of the Grove Day Podcast Network. You heard me. I told y'all we turn it up this year. And guess what? A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world, change to the world, impact to the world, and support shows and brands we believe in. That's why I'm a part of Growth Day. It's all about empowering people, impacting people, and bringing change to this world. But listen, one of my friends is a part of this network, and I need you to go show some love. Subscribe to her show. Earn your happy with Lori Harder. Okay, Lori is going to make you go harder in every area of your life. She's a brilliant mind, a brilliant spirit, a brilliant human. I know you're going to love her. I know you're going to love her show. That's Earn Your Happy with Lori Harder. Go subscribe today and watch your life be changed. Hey, what's up? This is Trent Shelton. Some people know me as an author, as a speaker, as an athlete. Some people know me as the guy whose videos pop up in their social media feeds. But at the end of the day, I'm simply a man on a mission. I want to help you transform your life using the exact tools I use to transform mine. I won't say I have all the answers, but I will do everything I can to help you find yours. My goal isn't to reach millions. My goal is to reach you. Welcome to Straight Up. Let's get it. Hey, yo, what up? Welcome to today's episode Hey, man, we were rocking on this Protect Your Peace season. I think this is episode seven, I believe, maybe eight, seven, I think. And it's Fast Friday. So this episode won't be a long episode. This episode is for me to answer a question. And we're in Protect Your Peace season. Like, I stepped outside this morning. For real, y'all, it is super peaceful outside. That only means one thing. The weatherman said on the news the other day, we are officially in Protect Your Peace season. I have a question from Rochelle, but before I get to the question, you guys can send in your question to at Trent Shelton Podcast. You can send the audio. I'll play your voice, or if you want to write it out, that's cool. She actually wrote it out, so I'm going to read what she wrote, and I want to start answering questions on these Fridays about protecting your peace, and this question is a question that a lot of you have asked me about, like especially over the years, and I'm going to give you a quick process to help you with this, but before we get into this, I want to tell you pre order the book, okay? We have a lot of cool things that you are going to get just because you pre-order. You know, whether it be courses that are valued at $300, uh, in-person event that's coming, okay? Or you can, like, a lot of things that I want to say on here that you can go figure out. Go find out, should I say, go to TrentShelton.com. And there's things on the site right now, depending on when you're listening to this, that are not even up yet that we are adding daily because we're listening to you saying, oh, man, we want a merch line that's exclusive to us. So we got a lot of cool things just if you pre-order the book, okay? So we also have a Facebook group that you can join, uh, Protect Your Peace, the launch team. So if you already pre-ordered the book, make sure you join the launch team on Facebook, all right? Uh, I'll tag the group into the show notes so you can find it easily. Let's get right into this. Okay, Rochelle. Rochelle asked this question. She said she's basically having a problem with a coworker, okay? And even if you're not having a problem with a coworker, but a person in your life where it's just hard for you to protect your peace because this person's just stealing your peace. This person's just, you know, just a negative person, right? A peace invader, as we call them. Like, and I have to be around this person every day. I have to be around this person a lot. Like, how do I protect my peace? So she asks, how do you protect your peace when it's your patience being tested? Whew. 
because they are so negative and you're trying your best not to be annoyed by them when you're in a, when you're in certain situations where you have to be around them at work. Like she's the poison. Dang, she must be a bad person. She's the poison in my office. <laughs> Dang, poison. If you're a poison, man, like that is a, you must be toxic. She's the poison in my office and I've made it clear to protect my peace, but she keeps pushing my buttons. Well, to the lady that keeps pushing your buttons, Rosha, I hope she don't push the wrong button and you go off on her. So that's why I'm going to give you some answers because I don't want you to go off on her and make you lose your job. But for you listening, you might be in a situation where you're in an environment like where you have to deal with a person that's poison. You know what I mean? That's very toxic and you have to deal with this person. I've been here, right? So I want to give you three things, three strategies that you have to do in this situation. Now, I could talk about 10, 11, 12 things, but I believe these three things are a must for you if you're going to continue to protect your peace in this environment. So number one, okay, these are all detachments. Number one, you have to have a psychological detachment. What I would want to tell you, you can remember these words, is stay in your peace so you can stay in your power, okay? Stay in your peace so you can stay in your power. And I know this is easier said than done, but this is why it's so important to do the things we talk about, right? It's so important to create your peace first thing in the morning. It's so important to meditate. It's so important to work out, right? Whatever your protect your peace formula looks like for you, it's very important, especially if you're going to be in a toxic situation, especially if you're in a toxic environment where you have a person that's poison, as Rochelle called this lady, a person that's poison that is trying to emotionally poison you, right? So you have to practice psychological detachment. And the ways that I think about this is I always tell myself this. I refuse to allow someone who can care so much, who who can care less about me to make me care about them. Okay. I refuse to allow someone who can care less about me, make me care so much about them. And we'll dive in more on this in this next point that I'm going to give you, this next tactical thing. But when you get out of your peace, you are basically telling them that they have power over you, right? When you're giving them the response that they want, when you're allowing them to control your mood, when you're allowing them to control your character, you are basically telling them that you have the power to control my life. And if you like me, I refuse to give somebody that's poison, to give somebody that's toxic, to give somebody for a better lack of words, probably shouldn't say that that's an idiot because they acting like that. I refuse to give them my power. So I'm going to stay in my power by having a psychological detachment. I'm going to play out the game before I even get in their presence, meaning that I know what they're going to try to do to me. I know their tactics. The enemy isn't smart. They use the same things. And I refuse to give them the response that they're looking for. Right. So I'm always going to tell myself, stay in my peace so I can stay in my power. That is my mantra all the time. Stay in your peace, Trent. So you can stay in your power because if they can control your peace, they can control your life. If they can control your character, they are controlling your life. And don't give that person any more power. Like, I'm going to be real with you. I know you might not look at it this way, but it's true. Like, every time that they frustrate you, every time that they, you know, make your day go bad, you are giving them permission to control your life. Think about it like that. And I don't know if you're like me, but again, 
I refuse to give somebody like that the permission to control my life. I refuse. So you have to stay in your peace. And how you stay in your peace is making sure you're protecting your peace, uh, setting yourself up, as I call it, peace armor. So when you go into the battle zone, right, even when they try to start a war, you still keep your peace because it's impossible to have war when you have peace. So they can have war with themselves. They can be ignorant. They can act crazy. But you're not going to indulge in that behavior. You're not going to be a part of the games that they plan. So number one, you have to practice psychological detachment. And my best way is, listen, I'm standing in my power and I refuse to give them my power. Number two, this piggybacks off of one, okay? But it's a little bit deeper. Number two, you got to have emotional detachment, right? You cannot allow them to control your emotions, right? And the psychological part to me is more for you, is, is for you getting your mind right, for you playing out these things in your head, right? For you to understand and win the battle psychologically so this person doesn't win over you. You see the person for who they are and what they're trying to do, right? It's like chess, right? You understand, okay, I know their game. I know their chess move. I'm about to checkmate them by not giving them response that they want. When it comes to emotional detachment, it means creating like emotional distance. So remind yourself that their behavior is a reflection of their issues, not yours. So stop taking it personal. Stop thinking, oh, is there something wrong with me? Like, I'm a threat to them, all the things. You're probably a threat to them. They're probably jealous of you. But still, that's not your issue. That's their problem. So don't let their negativity affect your mood, right? Don't let their negativity affect how you go about your day. Like, how sad would it be when they take your focus, right? You have to literally lock in your focus. And one of the things that I tell people, people love when I say this, is I say, my dreams, my vision, uh, the greatest me, the, et cetera, you fill in the blank, the things that I'm working towards, they're like my headphones to hate, right? I'm, it's so loud in my life because I'm so focused. Like the dreams are so loud. The, the vision is so loud. Like my next level is so loud that I can't even hear it. And of course, sometimes I actually hear it or see it, right? But it doesn't penetrate my soul. It doesn't p- penetrate my focus. We talk about this in the book. One of the biggest principles is uh, when it comes to protect your mind is guard your focus. And so how I guard my focus is I create emotional detachment from certain things, especially certain environments like this that says, okay, you know what? I know what they're trying to do, but I'm not going to allow them to do it. Like I'm so focused on my next level. I get it. When you have a fly buzzing around you and a bee, should I say buzzing around you or a fly being annoying to you, it's kind of hard to stay focused. I get it. You know, I know you want to swat them. I know you want to get rid of them and all this stuff. Like, like, Throw them out the office. Don't do that, right? That's not the way to do it because then you're tricking yourself out of your position. Then they win, right? You're, that's what some people want to do. Remind me of football when I played. A lot of players, if you watch the game, you see a lot of arguments, right? You got to be emotionally detached in a football game, emotionally detached from the opposition and what they're trying to do. Of course, you want to be emotionally attached to the things that matter, you know, to what you're doing and the mission you have on the field or in your life, et cetera, right? But, like, you got to be emotionally attached from what they're trying to do because they're going to talk about your mama. One person said, man, I, I slept with your mama last night. You know, all the things and talk crazy about you. They'll find information about you, talk about your girl, everything. And if you're not, if you're not emotionally detached from that, you're going to respond then you're going to get a flag or get kicked out the game. And that's some people's game plan, right? They want to get you kicked out the game so they can get rid of you. So you don't want to give them that pleasure. So emotional detachment 
is very important. So I would ask you, like, what are your headphones to hate? Right? You remember, you know, when you have your headphones on and, and, and your music is blasting, you can like hear what people are saying or see their mouth moving, but you really can't hear hear what they saying. You got to be so focused on your next level that those devils, right? Quotations, those devils, the people who are enemies, the people who are evil, right? They don't they don't stop the process. They don't stop what you're doing. What they're throwing at you, it don't even phase you. Okay? So emotional. Detachment is very important, creating your emotional distance so they don't pull you into something that is actually detrimental for your life and detrimental for your your work or detrimental for your dreams. Last thing, the third thing that I would give you, and listen, I could talk probably about a million things, but these are the top three for me. Um, And the third thing I would give you, Rochelle and everybody else listening, is you have to then, right, if you tried the first two, sometimes it's necessary to create physical detachment, okay? And I know that's easier said than done if you're in a workplace. I know it's easier said than done if you're under the same roof. I know it's easier said than done. But here are your options, right? Let's just talk logically. Here are your options. I'm not telling you to leave your job or run away, right? I'm not telling you to make somebody make you run away. We don't want to do that. But the first thing is, is like, if we're at a workplace and it's a coworker or there's other people involved that are annoyed by this poison, as we've been calling this situation, then I'm going to click up. I'm going to click up with the people that are being annoyed and say, listen, we got to come together and we got to get this person removed. We call these type of people in sports cancers. Uh, I remember on my football team in college, we had a cancer. It was a guy that was stealing. It was a guy that was just a bad for the team. And it was affecting our team, like majorly, like stealing stuff and all these things. So we collectively went to my coach as a group. All the captains and a few other people, like 10 of us, went to our coach and said, hey, it's either us or him. Either you're going to keep him on the team or we leaving the team, right? Or you're going to kick him off the team and we'll stay here, but you got to choose. So, of course, my coach didn't want to lose 10 people. So he kicked that person off the team. We got rid of that cancer. Our team had more camaraderie. Our team was just a better team. So if you're in a situation like, and you're not the only person that's been affected by this person, y'all get together and you go talk to the higher-ups. You know, um, you go tell them the situation. You go put pressure on them and say, listen, this is a toxic work environment or this is a toxic environment, whatever it is for you. Like, we got to like get this person out of here. You know what I mean? Because they're causing a lot of drama, a lot of whatever. If that's not possible, right, maybe they don't listen to you or maybe this is the boss or it's not that easy, then you really have to consider trying to get yourself out that situation, out that environment, right? And I know you don't want to feel like, oh, this person ran me off, but if you're in an environment that, especially a job that doesn't respect your wishes when something is toxic, then it's probably not the job for you. So I, I will be working hard to get myself in a better situation, a better job. And I know that doesn't come overnight, but I'll be working actively towards that. If it's a person in your your household or it's an environment that, you know, you have to be around, I will work actively to change my environment, right? I will work actively to create physical distance, which creates physical detachment. And I would actively work to change my environment because if you don't change your environment, your environment will change you. Okay, so those are the three things I would tell you. 
You know, number one, you know, have your psychological detachment, right? Work these things out in your brain. Like win the chess game in your brain. Number two, have your emotional detachment. Number three, have your physical detachment. And this is just extra credit stuff. Like make sure you're meditating, right? Stay focused on your goals. Explore other opportunities. You know what I mean? Focus on self-care. Don't let this person or people win. You know what I mean? We stay in our peace no matter what, right? As peacekeepers, as rehabbers, we can protect our peace season. No matter what, we have an obligation to stay in our peace. No matter what tries to pull us out of our peace, no matter what tries to disrupt our peace, what tries to steal our peace, we stay in our peace because we know when we stay in our peace, we live in our power. And why is it so powerful? It is so powerful when you can't be faced. It is so powerful when the outside noise right, doesn't do anything to your internal soul. You see the athletes that people are yelling at them, screaming, oh, you suck, missing, 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 and they just so focused on making the free throw, so focused on making the shot. Yes, they hear them. Yes, they can hear people, you know, yelling things and saying things at them, but they're so focused on the mission that it doesn't phase them. And so that's where we have to get at. And I know it's easier said than done again when it's like a bee buzzing in your ear, you know, every single day, every single moment, but we can't give them our peace because when we give them our peace, they win. Whether it's online, people ask me, Trent, how do you deal with these people online that make things about you or talk about you? I don't give them my peace. I don't give them my peace. And I want to say this too as extra credit. Like you can speak your peace, you know, because I don't want you to stay quiet and start a war within yourself. You can speak your peace, but make sure you speak your peace from an emotional peaceful place, right? We're not speaking our peace from anger. We're not speaking our peace from stress. We're speaking our peace from peace. So if you go to approach that person and you set those boundaries, right? Setting boundaries and say, hey, listen, this is what it is. Because I want to tell you, you need to clearly communicate because if they don't know how you feel, then, then guess what? I mean, they don't know how you feel, even though they might think how you feel, but you got to clearly communicate how you feel and say, listen, you know, this is what's bothering me. These are the boundaries that I'm setting. You know, and I need you to respect these boundaries. Now, they disrespect the boundaries. That's a whole nother story that we already talked about. But you do need to clearly communicate how you feel. Nobody's a mind reader. Clearly communicate it. You don't want them to say, well, I didn't know. They didn't tell me. Oh. Clearly communicate how you feel, okay? But from a peaceful place. We refuse to allow people to anger us. We refuse to allow people to get us out of our character. We refuse to allow people to trick us out our position. We're not losing our position. You know, I'm going to smile at them and say, God bless you. My mama used to laugh at me on that football field because that was my response. God bless you, bro. You mother, God bless you, big dog. And after that, they stopped trying to get an emotional response from me because they know it was, a, it was impossible. They couldn't change my emotions. They couldn't change my state. Don't let people bring you to a psychological state that doesn't serve you, or emotional state that doesn't serve you. And so these are things we have to prepare for. That's why I tell you, psychologically, like, you got to work on yourself, right? You got to work on yourself, man. When I get angry, what am I, I going to do, right? When these things come up, what am I going to go to? Like, am I going to count to 10? Am I going to walk away? Like, what am I going to do when these stressful situations come up? I've worked myself to understand circumstances. I already work myself in person. If I'm on stage and somebody yells, Trent, you mother, what am I going to do? Right? So I already know how I'm going to respond so I'm not going to react. Because when we just react, 
Sometimes we react with a smack, right? Sometimes we react with some hands and we boxing and uh, we ain't doing all that. We don't want to trick ourselves out. Of our, and I know you're human, okay? So don't feel bad if you, I know you're human, right? It's only so much we can take as human beings. Sometimes, well, I'm not going to promote violence on this podcast, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes, <laughs> you know, they put their hands on you, ah, you know, huh, I'll just leave it there. But when we know their tactics, when we know what's going on, we don't react, right? We respond. We respond in a way that they don't expect. We respond with love, right? When we talk about love thy enemies, right? Scripture says love thy enemies. And I believe we can love thy enemies when we first love thyself, when we first know thyself, right? When we first practice thy peace, we can then love thy enemies because we're in a different space psychologically. We're in a different space mentally, right? Where nobody can pull us out of our element. No, nobody can pull us out of our emotions. Nobody can pull us out in, into, our, into negative emotions, should I say. Nobody can do these things. So that's what I want for you. Like really think about those three things um, and really practice those three things and get really good at that. And, you know, end of the day, I would tell you to pray. You know, that would be the first thing I'd say anyway, to pray about it. Because we can pray about it. And there's so many times in my life where I knew I couldn't change a situation and that I would have to leave the environment, but instead I prayed about it and that person got removed. There was a coach that coached me and the coach ended up not liking me anymore. And he was basically telling me like, your career is about to be hell if I'm still here. So I was about to leave the school, but me and my parents just prayed. We prayed for the enemy to be removed, you know, and I hate to call the coach the enemy, but he was like, I'm going to be real with you. He was tripping. And within a few weeks, that guy got fired. So I didn't even have to fight that battle. You know what I mean? So some battles you don't have to fight. And some of you are trying to fight battles with words. You're trying to fight battles with, you know, with anger with them. You're trying to fight all these battles. The battle is not yours. Like, give the battle to the Lord, I would say. Give the battle away. Let God handle that. You know what I mean? And you just pray about it. And I'm telling you, that's the best tactic. And I know it seems so simple, but that's the best tactic to pray and say, God, you know, please remove any evil from my life. Please remove any situation that doesn't serve my peace. I want to stay in my peace, Lord. Please, you know, handle this situation. And you'll be surprised what prayer can actually do for you. But like I said, in every single episode, it all starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this. Make sure you send your questions in at Trent Shelton. You can, if you, you can send audio, I'll play you. I'll play your voice or you can write it. I'll read it. And so thanks, Rochelle, for sending this in. I know it helped so many people. So don't think your question is just about you. I promise you, your question is a question that a lot of people probably need answers to that could benefit from these episodes. So let's get it, man. It's rehab time. Straight up. Protect your peace. Yeah. Hey, what up, y'all? It's that time of the year. Everybody's talking about forming new and healthier habits. Change your habits, change your life, right? Listen, I love it. I'm sure you started some new habits this year. I know I did. But the question is, how are you tracking those habits? Have you ever wondered, like, which habits matter most? Which habits are you tracking daily, weekly, monthly? A lot of people know they need to improve their habits, but let's be real. They don't know where to start. That's why I think you'll love Growth Day the world's number one, I didn't say two, three, four, number one self-improvement system. Growth Day, what it does is it helps you track proven habits that lead to long-term success, not that short stuff, long-term, lasting change, well-being and positive relationships. And check this out. 
You can get a free trial right now at growthday.com. What you measure, you can change. The reason people love Growth Day is that you can score your habits every day, week, month. And when you do, you get targeted classes to improve those habits. When you sign up today, you also get Growth Day's Mindset Journal, wellness challenges, and in-depth personal development courses from the industry's biggest names. And don't forget, I teach live every single month in Growth Day too. You got that right. Yes, every single month I teach a new personal growth topic to help you advance your life. Download Growth Day from the app store on your phone or start your free trial right now at growthday.com. Let's get it. Hey, I want to make sure you got my phone number. Like, for real, for real. No kidding. Did you even know that I have a community text number? And if you don't, where have you been? So go ahead, take out your pen and paper, take out your phone, and write this number down. My phone number is 817 242 Yep, 2719 I'm going to repeat it for you. 817-242-2719. People always ask, Trent, how did you get that community text number? And how does it work? Well, today's your lucky day. Go to community.com and go get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using texting. People just text you at the number, they're added to the group, and then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. Like you already know, I text out podcast links, random things about life, I text out surprises, all the things that I don't post anywhere else except my rehabber text community. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly to you. And guess what? Now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your number. They'll give you a 10-digit real phone number. Not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than just a number, y'all. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS texting. This means you can actually manage your text links from your community and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts at certain times to certain groups. It even comes with auto-replies, So many things. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your phone number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for just that. So go to check them out at community.com. That's community.com. Let's get it. 